Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another message for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church in Akron, Ohio, for this Sunday, February the 13th, 2022. Thanks for joining me. My name is Melvin Gaines. Uh, we'd like to welcome you and invite anyone who wants to partake or listen to any messages for Akron Alliance Fellowship Church to stay tuned to the Akron Alliance Fellowship Facebook page or go to links uh, available through akronalliance.org where we have uh, links to the live versions uh, of these tapings as well as the podcast. So we appreciate very much your participation in that and we just want to proclaim the word of Jesus Christ to anyone and everyone who wants to hear it. Amen. Uh, let's go ahead and get into today's message. It's a very timely message about prayer, and I hope it's well received. Uh, let's go ahead and look to the Lord with a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you for your loving kindness and your presence. Lord, we thank you for your teaching, and Lord, we desire to learn more and more from you each and every day. We want to learn more about you as we have this discussion about prayer today because it's in the fact that we really don't know you in some cases that we don't understand what it is to pray and to give those matters directly to you we pray lord that you'll continue to bless us and keep us as we continue to seek after you we want to remain obedient to your word we want to be true to your word we want to remain faithful so lord help us with these areas where we suffer and struggle and we give you praise and thanks for all that you do in Jesus' name. Amen. My wife and I were in the car the other day listening to 95.5 The Fish. And we heard a commercial that was positioned for singles. Which can be a very sensitive topic around this time of year. Uh, because it's almost Valentine's Day. Uh, the commercial was directed at single Christian men and women looking to date other Christians, but the ad seemed to target Christian women who were looking for someone compatible with their morals and beliefs and avoiding all of the issues that come with online and in-person blind dates. It was interesting that during the commercial, which lasted about a minute, that the narrator spoke about finding the right person that God would have you to be with, but there was no mention about prayer or anything like that. Now, I get it. After all, it was a commercial to sell their dating service. But it called to attention the missing element that we as believers need to always keep at the forefront. And that's prayer. The commercial reminded me of all the times I have heard about how single women were trying to find a man and going about it with more of a trial and error approach. And more often than not, it was a complete disaster. For whatever reason, the desire to pray for some is more of a checkbox item than a sincere effort to really talk to God. Please note that the men in this situation are seldom mentioned, but without a relationship with Jesus Christ and what comes with it, there is no obligation to remain prayerful as a single man and live as a virgin. Where prayer is absent, the end result is often filled with regret. Note that this, along with many of life's issues, 
have a different outcome when we address these matters with the proper mindset and attitude for prayer. Prayer is not a checkbox item. Prayer requires a sincere desire to speak to the Lord and draw upon his strength. I've encountered a number of reminders over the past few days that the time is right for us to have this discussion today. Here are some questions to ponder. Why is it that prayer is often an afterthought for believers? Do we lean on prayer as a means of damage control when we screw up? Is it because our battles with the flesh are so encompassing that we prefer to lean on our own understanding in these matters rather than give them over to God? The answer to these questions, and perhaps any questions moving through your head, are worth consideration. And today, they'll be our discussion points. Let's go back and address why it is that we tend to use prayer as an afterthought. First of all, let's be clear here. Prayer should never be an afterthought. Never. If you want to make an exception to that, the only afterthought about prayer should be thanking the Lord for deliverance, for victory, and answers to prayer because you actually prayed in the first place. We need to get back to brass tacks here. Christians who profess to be believers in the Lord Jesus Christ need to have serious moments of introspection as to what a relationship with Jesus truly means. Jesus is not a genie from the magic lamp to grant your every wish. He is not an idol that sits on a car dashboard. He is much more than what we see or understand. If our view of Jesus is anything less than what's going to be represented here in these following verses, then we need to ask him to show more of himself to us. Turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Exodus chapter 20. Let's take a look at verses 1 through 3. Exodus 20, verses 1 through 3. Exodus 20 verses 1 to 3, and this will be from the NIV version. Verse 1, And God spoke all these words, I am the Lord your God, who brought you out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery. You shall have no other gods before me. Now, turn your Bibles and electronic devices to Malachi Go to Malachi chapter 3, and we're going to look at verse 6. Malachi 3, verse 6. Malachi 3, 6. Now, this will be in the New King James Version. Please follow along in the version that you have. Malachi 3, 6. For I am the Lord, I do not change. Therefore, you are not consumed, O sons of Jacob. 
Another passage to look at is Isaiah 41. Isaiah chapter 41, verse 13. Isaiah 41, 13. Back to the NIV version again that I'm reading from. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. Now go to Exodus chapter 15. Exodus 15. And we're going to look at verse 26. Exodus 15, verse 26. This will be the New Living Translation. He said, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord, your God, and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I sent on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. And one more in this set, Isaiah forty-eight seventeen. Isaiah 48, verse 17. Isaiah 48, verse 17. This is the NIV version. This is what the Lord says. Your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God who teaches you what is best for you, who directs you in the way you should go. Now, here's what these four verses are telling us as to who God is and why prayer must be at the forefront and not an afterthought. First, he is Lord over all. He is Lord over all. You can even shorten that and say, He is Lord. Next, He is always who He is. He doesn't change. Thanks be to God for that. Next, He is our strength and encouragement. He is our healer, both physically and spiritually. He teaches us when we pay attention to him. He teaches us. We just need to pay attention. We fail to pray because we don't see or appreciate who God really is. And that's not too strong of a statement. If you're not praying, you're not seeing God for who he really is. The world dims our view of God. And sometimes, if we're honest, we don't pray because we already know the answer and we don't like it and we don't want to accept it. So here's a very good reason to pray, as if you really need a, a reason to do this. Pray that you gain wisdom and understanding as to who your Creator is. Amen. Pray for his teaching and guidance in such a manner 
where you trust Jesus, who was there at the very beginning, according to his word, and to bring matters to him right away and not as an afterthought. Please take a look at John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. John chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. These are the first five verses of the book of John, starting with verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. Verse 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Who are we referring to? None other than Jesus Christ. He was the one who was with God in the beginning. I'm thankful for how the provision of the indwelling Holy Spirit sanctifies every believer who seeks to learn more about Jesus. That's the key phrase there. Who seeks to learn more about Jesus. If you seek to learn more about him, the Spirit's going to give you what you need to gain knowledge and understanding. Whenever there's a question as to God and his character, and he does want us to ask as often as necessary for us to have greater understanding in this, we need to go directly to him and just ask him. Jesus told us that he was going to provide the Holy Spirit. Take a look at John fourteen sixteen. John fourteen sixteen. John chapter 14, verse 16. The New Living Translation version says, And I, referring to Jesus, will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. Now God, in his infinite wisdom, knows that we need a constant help. We need all the help we can get. Amen? We truly do need all the help we can get. If you drop down in that same chapter of John, chapter 14, and drop down to verse 26, John 14, 26. And this is the New King James Version. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Plain and simple, we will pray more as we learn more about Jesus. Are you reading and studying scripture each day? Are you meditating on what you read each day? Are you living in obedience and in accordance to his word? Are you growing in his word and enduring as you navigate through life? Prayer must be a prominent part of how you communicate with God and make both large and small decisions as you go. Prayer has to be in the mix. This is an essential part of living in a Christ-like manner. We can't keep living in such a manner where we put the cart before the horse. 
We won't go anywhere when we do this. We must take the matter of living for Jesus seriously and not use prayer as a means of just doing what someone else tells us to do and not understanding what it really means. Prayer is not to be an afterthought. It must be at the forefront if you are truly living for Christ. What needs to be fixed in your life right now? Is it a relationship? Is it your marriage? Is it about money or a job? Is it about where you are in your relationship with Jesus? Do you think that you can fix these issues on your own? Or do you think that Jesus needs to come first in this? Prayer changes things. Prayer changes hearts and minds. Prayer changes your heart and mind to that of a heart for Jesus. Please take a look at Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel 36, we're going to go and look at verses 24 through 28. Ezekiel 36, verses 24 through 28. Ezekiel 36, starting with verse 24. This is the NIV version. For I will take you out of the nations. I will gather you from all the countries and bring you back into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. I will give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit in you and move you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. Verse 28, then you will live in the land I gave your ancestors. You will be my people and I will be your God. This is an example of how God is ready, willing, and able to help you in your endeavor to pray first and to live in such a manner where we don't look at the world's answers to solve our issues and problems. We've got to learn to look to Jesus first. Too often we're doing the exact opposite. Jesus has to come first in this process. Colossians chapter 2 verses 6 through 10. Please go to Colossians 2, verses 6 to 10. Colossians 2, verse 6, ESV version. Therefore, as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him, and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. Verse 8, See to it that no one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit according to human tradition, 
according to the elemental spirits of the world and not according to Christ. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and authority. Philippians 4.19 says, And God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. But you need to go to him first to receive that. So here's the action plan for those of us who desire to pray first and keep prayer at the forefront. First, pray with the intent of worship and praise. Why? Because he is Lord. We are still learning about the majesty, the supreme power of Jesus Christ. We just need to pray and believe. Next, speak to Jesus to gain more insight, wisdom, and knowledge through the power of the Holy Spirit. Along with your practice of daily reading, the two-year Bible plan, and studies, develop a life of continuous prayer as you live each day. This is how we combat the efforts of Satan who does not want to see you succeed in any aspect of growing in your relationship with Jesus. He doesn't want to see that, and he'll do everything to try to impair your relationship with him. Satan lies to us and lies all the time. But be encouraged, because Jesus is firmly established and remains present to help you fight him. Please go to 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter 5. And we're going to look at verses 8 through 10. 1 Peter 5 verses 8 through 10. Be encouraged. Verse 8, 1 Peter 5. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Resist him, firm in your faith, knowing that the same kinds of suffering are being experienced by your brotherhood throughout the world. In other words, you're not alone in this. Verse 10, And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. Amen. John chapter 10, verse 10 says, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it abundantly. What keeps us from praying more often? Honestly, it's our selfish desires and it's our preoccupation of the cares of the world. That's what does it. Our prayers must come with a humble heart, the readiness to lay it all before Jesus, and the spirit to listen and follow his wisdom. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, You will seek me and find me when you seek me 
with all your heart. All your heart. Take a look at Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. This will be a very familiar verse for some of you. But let's look at it. Second Chronicles 7, 14. God knows exactly what we're up against. And he knows those individuals that, who are going to readily turn to him, but he also knows those individuals who are very stubborn. And that should make you step back and think for a moment. But 2 Chronicles 7.14 says something that's very important. It says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive and will forgive their sin and heal their land. There's nothing about what we just read that is any different from God's true character. The moment you seek after him, he responds. But it has to be done with sincerity, with a humble heart. Matthew 6.33 says, But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. We should have the expectation and the confidence that when we ask for God's help, he's going to help us. Amen. What's keeping you from putting prayer at the forefront? He's going to help you if you ask him. Are there times in our arrogance where we refuse help? Sure we do. That's when our prayers have been an afterthought. We must humble ourselves to the majesty of Jesus Christ and seek him first not as an afterthought. I trust you can see where prayer in any other manner is really more about going through the motions and using it as a checkbox item, and you're only doing so in utter futility. Are you looking to change the course of your life? Are you looking to fix the things in life that are broken? Are you looking to live for Jesus Christ? Pray first, stay in prayer, and don't stop praying. Watch and see what happens when you put prayer at the forefront of your life. God's going to affirm you step by step as you seek after him. Amen and amen. Father, we thank you for the promises that your word has kept and will continue to keep when it comes to how we can be stronger in our relationship with you and how you have kept all of your promises that you indeed respond to sincere prayer, heartfelt prayer, a mindset with an attitude and confidence that you will answer prayer and deliver. Lord, we want to throw off all those things that the world would have us to hang on to. 
or the Lord would have, that the world would have us embrace. Lord, we want to follow you. We don't want to follow the world, but we need your help because sometimes we are just overshadowed by what the world has to offer, the solutions, the ways to fix things. And frankly, Lord, we need to stop listening to Satan. We need to stop listening to lies and believing them. I pray, Lord, that you'll help us and intervene, that you'll help us and strengthen us. Help us to remember to put on that full armor of God, to resist and endure anything that Satan throws at us. Lord, we don't want prayer to be an afterthought. We want prayer to be at the forefront of everything that we do as we live for you. I thank you for answers to these prayers and many others that are praying the same thing right now. I pray that you'll help them, Lord. I pray that you'll show them just by believing and trusting in you that you will answer their prayers. Lord, sometimes we need to see it. We know of it, we hear of it, we recognize it, but sometimes we just need to see it right in front of us. We thank you for helping us with our faith. Thank you for helping us to be strong in our faith or be stronger in our faith. Thank you for giving us the mindset to trust you in everything. And Lord, when we mess up, when we really botch things up, we ask for forgiveness. We ask for your relief. We ask for forgiveness. And Lord, we want to make things right. That's our intent. We want you to help us to make things right and go in the right direction. Help us with these things, Lord, with obedience. Help us with trusting in you. We thank you for giving us the proper mindset. We thank you for all that you're doing and all that you continue to do. We thank you for covering us with your grace and mercy. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you so much for joining me today. I pray that the words spoken were indeed the words of the Spirit and that they have an impact on you as you look to change matters of your life that need to be changed right now. Change your mindset. Change your attitude toward Jesus Christ. Help to discover what he really wants for you to do. Look to him as far as what his will is for your life. Gain understanding and wisdom because you're praying for that very thing. I pray that he blesses you because you do that. God bless you all. You take care of yourselves. Thanks for joining me today for this message. And we'll see you next time.